guys, welcome to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Fox's The Grinder. We'll be recapping episodes 19 and 20 tonight, so head on over and stay tuned. For TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, some dramatics for y'all tonight. Kind of cueing that law and order, except I won't be saying things in a dramatic voice at the end of this intro. Hey guys, Leslie Ambrose here with the Grinder After Show. I'm all alone tonight. My co-hosts have all deserted me, so you can all tweet at them. Go to Twitter, talk to Dan, talk to Annika, talk to Stephen Helmkamp, and tell them what's going on. What's going on, guys? Why'd you leave me all alone? But anyways, I mean, it's going to be a fun party because parties of one are kind of cool, right? No? Whatever. Anyways, so tonight we're covering episodes 19 and 20. For episode 19, we have A System of Trial. Episode 20, we have For the People. And because I have no co-host, y'all can be my co-host tonight. And be sure to follow me. I always forget to say this. Be sure to follow me, guys, at In Less Than No Time. That's where you can tweet me. That's where you can send me all your questions and comments. And I'll be able to kind of keep track, have a nice conversation with you guys. It'll be like we're all sitting together at a coffee shop. So let's get started right away. So episode 19, we start off with Dean Sr., Pops. You know, he keeps getting mad. Stu and Dean are grilling him. They're trying to get him ready for the Corey Mandler case and just everything where he's getting sued and trying to get along with it. And dad keeps getting pissed off. He's like, okay, um, y'all need to stop grilling me. Y'all need to stop asking me all these questions. And Dean, which we find out at the beginning of the episode, is really into focus groups, which is kind of weird because, I mean, have you guys ever had a friend who was like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to get everybody's opinion. I need to go on Instagram. I need to post this on Twitter. I need to see if people like if I'm wearing a blue shirt or a red shirt tonight. That's pretty much Dean in this episode and in his everyday life. So he decides that in order to help dad in the Corey Mandler case, that Dean's going to bring in a focus group to the law office. And it's pretty hilarious. Um, at least I was kind of cracking up at the fact that they were treating it so seriously. Even the people at them, they were just randos from the mall, as Dean described them. And they got really serious, like, oh, Stu isn't saying um, objection. And that's something that I always like to say. But they do realize that dad keeps getting mad because a comment card states that it seems like he's hiding something. Now, Stu doesn't believe this at all. He thinks, nah, you know... Comment cards are stupid. Focus groups aren't going to happen. Like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. But just kidding, because the comment card was right, y'all. It was right, and it turns out that dad was hiding something. He in turn, <clears throat> he in turn um, messed up the Corey Mandler case. He went through and took a deal without talking to Corey first, which is... I'm pretty sure it's pretty illegal. I don't know if it is or not. Do we? Hey, Steven, do you know if that's illegal or not to take a deal with somebody if they, um, without consulting your client first? Oh, yeah. You're not, the lawyer is the, unless you have power of attorney, but usually. Mm -hmm. I don't think he did, though. Yeah, usually if you hire a lawyer, you don't give them sole power of attorney. But if they did, then it wasn't illegal. Oh, well, we're going to go with it was probably illegal, but I guess we'll find that out the season finale. Anyways, so not only is dad dealing with all this, you know, we find 
find out that Dean brings his focus groups not only to the law office, but he brings them on over to the family. And Lizzie becomes super insecure. Lizzie, who's always very confident, all of a sudden is like, wait, does that mean I'm going to understand like what people think about me? And so we have her. Dean suggests that she should send out comment cards to all of her classmates, which... I mean, the minute he said that, I was like, oh, this is not going to go well. Kids are mean. Kids are ruthless. It's going to go horrible. Ethan decides he's going to jump on the bandwagon, do the same exact thing. Turns out Lizzie got the most negative comments, and Ethan got all the positive ones because he's Ethan, and things always work out for him. Um, There's a scene where he's like, wait. So all my comment cards are positive. That's good, right? That means I'm the man. Like, I'm, I got it going on. Freaking Ethan, man. He's always killing it with his little confidence boost. But poor Lizzie. I mean, as a teen girl going through high school, I would be terrified if I saw this happening. So she basically sends out the comment cards. It turns out nobody in her class knows who she is. They all think she, so she immediately thinks she's invisible. She cuts her hair into a little bob and dyes it black, which if you all saw when Hannah Hayes was here, she has beautiful long blonde hair, which is really sad to see gone. It's totally a new look. I mean, it was kind of edgy, but mm, still not, not a good look for her. So she does that, and then it turns out that some a boy ends up liking her, but then Dean realizes that focus groups are not the deal, not what he wants, which he kind of has a change of heart. I was rooting for him. I was like, okay, Dean, you're finally changing around, you know, coming to terms that you don't need everybody's approval, becoming confident in yourself, and not just because of the grinder. But then at the end of the episode, we see that, just kidding, he goes back to how he was because he realizes that the focus group was correct about dad, therefore the focus group must be correct about everything. So that's episode 19, all kind of wrapped into one neat little package. It was a pretty simple episode. I mean, episodes 19 and 20 were very simple. I know we've had a lot of drama in the past cases where we even had, I think it was episode 17 and 18, we had a little bit of drama. We had um, Jillian's character that was really bringing in all of it. And then she magically left because... Dean decided he was going to turn a new leaf, break up with um, break up with her. And, I mean, I kind of miss Jillian now because I was kind of bored in these episodes, guys. I'm not going to lie. Sorry, I'm just going to be honest there. But I did like, I did like, because Hala, all of you guys who have been sticking with us know that I'm always rooting for a school episode where Dean gets involved with the kids, and I feel like this was my episode for that. I didn't get a full school scene but I did get some interaction there. I was kind of, I got super excited when he mentioned the comment cards because not only was I kind of, you know, frustrated with Dean and seeing the insecurity that was coming, but I was also excited because I was like, okay, something's going to happen with Lizzie. He's going to go to the school. Stuff's about to go down. And no. Like, wouldn't it have been funny to see, like, a kid's, like, a high school student's focus group right there and Dean, like, yelling at all of them at how they could have done something so bad to Lizzie? I would have laughed. But... Not going to happen. Going to head over to your guys' comments real quick. So we have one. Dean Walker. So apparently, thanks, Dean, for the info. Shout out to you. So it turns out that there was a good reason that there was no new episode this week. It was in honor of Prince's death. Um, Beautiful Prince and the wonderful legacy that he left. So actually, thanks, guys, for honoring that and for 
really taking that. I like that about the writers, that they're sensitive to things that are going on in culture and making sure that they're bringing light to prints when people are asking why the episode wasn't, um, the new episode wasn't run. So thanks for that info, Dean. I really appreciate it. And hey, you share the same name as the main character of the show. But yeah, so I was kind of super excited for that prediction. And then moving on to episode 20, For the People. So we have Ann Archer, who comes in as Lenore, who is Dean Sr.'s ex-wife. We finally meet Mom because I thought she was dead. How many of you guys have seen the episodes, our past after show episodes, where I was like, no, 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 Mom is dead. It's like some weird Disney Bambi thing that they always got going on. But I was wrong, and I'm glad because Ann Archer is hilarious. I loved her in this episode. I love the dynamic that she brought. Um, If you guys don't know who she is, you might have seen her in um, roles in Fatal Attraction, Privileged, Patriot Games, and a little throwback to Mary Elizabeth Ellis. She plays Barbara in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So now I see the connection, why they brought her on, why there was such good chemistry between all the characters in this show. So the reason they bring her on It's to create a little tension between Dean Sr. and Lenore. I think I'm pronouncing her name right. I can't really remember. I watched this last week. So if you guys know, want to correct me about whether or not I'm saying her name right, just shoot it on over to the comments, okay? But so she comes in, and she is Stu's dream and Dean's nightmare. So this whole season... Nobody's rooting for Stu. Everyone is just like, yeah, 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 whatever. Dean's the coolest. Even dad is always like, okay, Dean's the coolest. And then mom comes in and she's like, Dean, you are the black sheep of the family. You, I'm so disappointed in you because you decided to pursue some crazy Hollywood dream and you weren't like Stu and settled down. She immediately loves Stu, immediately um, just, oh, I should have brought some water with me. But immediately just embraces him and validates everything he's ever done in his life. And Dean gets the bad rap. He's the stew in this episode. She gets mad at Dean because he pursued the Hollywood career because he's not settled down. Dean decides to take it into his own hands. He's like, whoa, 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 mom. I'm actually engaged. And guess if you, I'm sure you all saw that episode, but guess who he's engaged to? Claire. That's right. Poor Claire. <laughs> And then he counts, tries to convince Stu to convince Claire to be his fake fiance, and then says, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not harassment, though. Yeah, it is, Dean. I mean, I like that they kind of played around with that. Like, Dean was the playing a little bit of a devil's advocate in there and just throwing that to different um, social issues that are going on in culture. Again, that's the one number one thing I love about the show is when they are able to slide in cultural references and do them in a really nice and fluid way. Um, so Dean's engaged, engaged to Claire. They end up going to dinner with mom, and Claire plays along. And wait for it, because when Claire doesn't want to talk about it in the office, Dean comes up with another story about Claire and says that Todd is her crazy ex-boyfriend who's violent and jealous, and he's going to just go in. He's basically everyone's night, every girlfriend's, ex-girlfriend's nightmare. He's going to come after them. He's going to get pissed. If I can't have you, nobody else can kind of mentality when we all know Todd He's the sweetest and, bless his heart, dumbest guy on the show. Um, 
So that's how they play. Mom is kind of scared of Todd. We see an episode of him in the break room. He gets mad at the copy machine for not working and starts hitting it. And that's right after Deb has told her, has told Lenora about Todd. And she's like, oh, my God, Claire must be in danger, um, which I thought was really funny. That was one of my um, favorite parts of that. And then going from that, um, the kids set up Dad on an online dating website. They take... His old photo from when, I think it was when he was in the Army. He, he's looking good, you know, in his prime time. I mean, Dean is his son. Of course he's going to look good when he was younger. And a girl, I forgot her name. I think it was, ooh, Car, Carlette, Car, Carlise. It was like a really random, pretty name that you would not expect. And it's this really young, like 20-something-year-old girl who goes, she, she got catfished, y'all. She goes to the restaurant to meet with Dean Sr. while the kids have him on the other line with an earpiece telling them, telling him what to say to her. And she's just quiet and awkward the entire time. I mean, I can't imagine if something like that happened to me. Um, I think I would cry and run away and just be like, oh, or pretend like walking to the restaurant and pretend like I didn't know what was happening. Be like, oh, um... Nope, that's not me. You saw somebody else on that page. Excuse me. Uh, somebody's calling me by and, like, run out of the restaurant. Now you all know my tactic for getting out of a weird date. But, hey, you know, you kind of need those under your sleeve for whenever something weird happens like that. Um, so that happens with Dad. You know, there's a tension with him and Mom. It, he lies to her, tells her he's, going, he's dating people, hence the reason why the kids create the profile, setting that up back to the restaurant. And we start off the episode with Stu and Deb forgetting their anniversary. And Dean's the only one that remembers, which I was not expecting. I thought, I mean, he, he kind of used it as blackmail throughout the episode, but it just wasn't... It was weird to me that they decided to have Dean remember the anniversary and Stu and Deb not remember their own. I just, I mean, they've created some weird... Tension in that within the seasons of Deb and Stu's marriage kind of falling apart, but then all of a sudden it got back together in the last it's episode 17 and 18, then now it's kind of good but kind of rocky. So I'd love for them in the la these last two episodes to end really strong with that where we see it getting rocky a little bit, maybe in one episode, and then in the finale we'll see how it's progressed. Maybe something hilarious happens where they finally realize that they can have a lot to talk about, even though they work in the same office. So, do, Stu and Deb end up going to this really fancy restaurant. Again, same restaurant that Dad is at on his online date. Same restaurant that Mom is at with Dean and Claire on their fake little celebratory engagement. And then we have the final little puzzle piece. Todd comes in to the restaurant. This is where I lost it. I was busting up laughing. He comes in and he's like, hey, um, I'd like to take to do takeout, which if I remember correctly, this was a really hard restaurant to get into and Stu had to fight to make last minute reservations when he lied and told Deb that he'd had made these for months. So I don't know how Todd all of a sudden is just going to a fancy restaurant from takeout. They don't usually do takeout at fancy restaurants, but it's a comedy. I guess it doesn't have to make sense. I would like for it to make sense. I guess that's why I watch more dramas and comedies, but oh, come on, guys. Help me out there. Let's throw a little bit of logic in there. Um, so after that, we have, let's see, let's make sure I'm covering everything Dean figures out. 
I mean, yeah, at the end, this kind of did remind me seeing everybody in the restaurant all together of those really cheesy, like Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, um, Love Actually, which I love, but it is cheesy. Um, And then we have a new one, Mother's Day, where everyone's kind of connected in some way. And although they're obviously connected because they're the main characters of the episode, I thought it was funny that they all ended up at the same restaurant. We see everything go down. Todd's there for pickup. Dean punches him to make Todd look violent. Everything gets undone. And then plot twist. Mom and dad still have feelings for each other, and they start making out in front of everybody. And by mom and dad, I mean Lenore and Dean Sr., in case y'all didn't catch that. And then they wake up the next morning. She's like, oh, yeah, your father and I had sex. So everything is better, but not really because she's leaving that next day. So mom just came in, hit it and quit it, and then got out. So she got a little something-something there. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the recap for episodes 19 and 20 Y'all know my opinions. Y'all know, you know, how I feel about the writing. I think it's wonderful. I think it's awesome. I just think we do need to be a little more, what's the word I'm looking for? A little more chronological and making sure that we're keeping up with past dramas and making sure that we're keeping up with past feuds and everything in the line of it. Like if we're going to have Stu and Deb arguing in their marriage falling apart, let's keep that for a while or bring that together in a really comedic way, which I don't think has been done yet. I think it definitely needs a little bit of work in there, a little bit of tweaking. I mean, I love the guest stars that they're bringing in. I'm excited for the season finale because the last mid-season finale was hilarious. If you guys remember, it was one of my favorite episodes of the season, so I don't doubt that this finale season is going to be hilarious and just have me on the edge of my seat where they're just, I feel like they're going to bring the Corey Mandler case back together. We're going to see maybe Jillian come back. I'd love to see old characters with Jillian. I guess this is kind of jumping into predictions if we want to play the fancy schmancy music real quick. Buzz TV predictions. Oh, that was, oh, it's not like all alieny and it's outer space anymore. Okay, whatever. I was expecting that. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, perfect. And now you're after Buzz TV. Thank you. Predictions. Little. Ooh, I shouldn't. Should not sing. No, I didn't. Nobody turns around for me on the voice. Um, but. So, yeah, going into those predictions, I'd love to see the old characters come back. I want to see Jillian. I'd love to see just every everybody from Dean's past come back because, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get a season two at all. Fox has yet to announce anything. They're kind of mentioning little hints that they want it in the episodes where, you know, we have the focus groups. We have them watching the grinder at the beginning of episode 20 where Dean says, oh, you know, the um, the focus groups aren't always right or the critics aren't always right. So maybe that's their little jab at Fox is saying, hey, like the ratings might not be that strong, but if you bring us in for season two, we're going to be able to bring in some strong storylines because I really do think they have it there. It's They've built the skeleton for it. They just need to pack on the meat and just really make it make it more funny. Make it one of those comedies that people are quoting one-liners back to back because Dean has some funny one-liners, but let's see some other characters get that. And let me tell you, if they did that, 
Season two would be bomb, and I really hope season two comes in, guys. And go ahead and tweet at The Grinder, tweet at Fox. You know, let's make this happen for them because these are all awesome actors who really deserve it. And these writers are doing a great job and doing something, doing smart comedy that we haven't seen in a long time. And I think with more episodes in the future prepared, they'll be able to prepare stronger plot lines, stronger sto- stronger storylines that are going to draw it further. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, be sure to follow me on Twitter at In Less Than No Time. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, on iTunes, wherever your heart can find or your eyes and your fingers can find some audio, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, Stitcher, you, you know where it's all at. Follow us on there, guys, and be sure to check out AfterBuzzTV.com. They've got some great news and gossip on there, which somebody writes for. Um, But that's all we got for you guys today again. See you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.